The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic Forum, assemble. You are watching Fantastic Forum, the premier show about comic books and your live weekly conversation about entertainment and pop culture. We are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from the Hall of F. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case would be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. First, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cow. He is our resident Dark Knight detective. It's Oz. I like that I try to avoid cursing on YouTube, but we open the show with a curse. Indeed. Indeed. We're good for that. I think next. you could do one. <laughs> oh, right. One out of the way in the first 10 seconds. Bam. There it is. Next. He is a riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Uh, we actually don't want to be too uh, kid friendly. Yeah. Because they'll take away our our uh, comment section. Oh, okay. I, I might be kids, okay with that. Kids don't get speech. <laughs> Next. Well, yeah, if a video is. is for kids, the comment section is automatically removed. And so a lot of YouTubers, or some I've seen, have been like making their content edgier just to make sure it doesn't fall in that category so that people can still oh, comment. That's that's what we need to do. Make it edgier. Yeah. <laughs> I was, we <laughs> were like, ahead of my time. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, <laughs> Moses Magnum. He's like, dun-dun-dun. Hey. Happy, uh, <laughs> happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. And as for myself, we're almost reaching the limit, right? Like after like tomorrow, you can't say it anymore. Like, it's not I, the like rule. I don't I don't even know what the etiquette is. I don't know. <laughs> I never go past for, the third. I try not really? to, but there's people that I would normally see. But this week, the third was like an extra longer weekend. So I had to say it today and it felt weird. <laughs> Listen, I very I feel like I very well have said Happy New Year all the way going into like Te mid February. I mean, technically, <laughs> uh, Chinese New Year is in February, so See, there you go, hard, right? Bam. Bam, and then Japanese New Year too, right? I I don't know. It, is that I, mean, I, don't, I don't get money for Japanese New Year, so no. I geez, think it's the same it is. around the same time. Commercialization of the holidays. <laughs> uh, as for myself, I'm Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today. We are going to be talking to you all about uh, King Conan, number one. We're going to be talking to you all about uh, Robins, number one. And we're going to be talking to you all about Batgirls, number one. So full, full, full show for you. 
Um, and of course, whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. Before we do all that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, because uh, without him, the show would not exist. So thank you, Scott. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a happy new year. And uh, yeah, yeah. So gents, look, did everybody have a good Christmas? You all like, what, what was your New Year's Eve actually happy? <laughs> Jay's like, no. He's like, no. He's like, think, what, what happened? Nope. Jay's just disappointed in you, man. No, in my Christmas sucked. Oh, no, uh, Christmas sucked for me. I'm sorry. I'm to sorry hear to hear that. Like everything was closed. I couldn't do yeah. shit. Isn't it like, every year on Christmas? No. <laughs> no, normally stuff is open. Yeah. But this year everything was closed. And some stuff is open. even some of the stuff that was open, they were like open at the wrong time. Yeah, like the website hours. said they were going to be open at nine, but they didn't really open until like 12. And then I'm on the bus and it's fucking raining on and off. It was like, I'm yeah. not going to sit there. And then the fucking Denny's, I'm boycotting it near them. So it's like, it was just, yeah, it was a mess. You're, you're, boycotting you're boycotting that that specific Denny's, or are you boycotting like all of them? No, that specific one. <laughs> what they wouldn't they, let me what in. What did they do to you? They wouldn't, they wouldn't let, let me let you in. in. Yeah, I went in one night, like after going to the movies. Like it was like eleven o'clock or so, so I was gonna go get something to eat before, uh, before going home, and they wouldn't let me in. And it was like they said they were closed. They're only open to takeout, which Denny's was supposed to be 24 hours, like every single one. But they're like, we're closed for uh, only takeout. And I could see in the window, like there's a family eating. <laughs> so it's like, like, like what do you, what? I don't understand what's going on here. So I, I've decided to boycott that particular Denny's. Well, I'm going uh, for UJ in solidarity. I'm boycotting every Denny's. But Denny's is awesome. Uh, like, you can get <laughs> bacon, eggs, and pancakes for like five bucks. Yeah. Not after 11. I mean, just <laughs> at that one. I, no, I think it's all of them now because of COVID. They don't no, do they're, that. No, it's they're all open. One. Yeah, it's oh. just that one. Which one is it so I know what, like the audience knows which uh, one? Uh, the one downtown, uh, downtown Los Angeles. Oh, okay. There's oh, one yeah, on Figueroa. Yeah. The one on Figueroa. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. By, like, by 9th or something, right? Something like that? By what? By 9th and Figueroa? 9th Street? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one where I had, you know, oddly enough, I had dinner there after midnight with Derek H when I first met him. <laughs> oh, okay. I was about to say, like, you know, just like, he's like, just two days ago. Yeah. It's like, actually, I saw you leaving, and I waved, and it was like, hey, wait a minute. We were, we were with the family that was eating. <laughs> right, most the family that was eating. That's hilarious. Derek said, don't let that guy in. <laughs> <laughs> we went at you, you didn't wave back. <laughs> 
Oh man, that's so crazy. You know, first of all, that wouldn't have happened, but it would have been so funny if it did. It would have been. Like, yeah. I should also mention, I should also mention that, you know, if you want to go ahead and hit us in chat, you know, we'll take your comments out of chat and bring them into the show, such as, boom, right here, Jay. Alfonso Seha says, Alfonso Seha says, Denny's is amazing. And he's right. <laughs> uh, he also he, says moons over in Miami for life. Yeah. I think now, he let, let, let's be before. Denny's what? is good. It's not amazing, <laughs> right? For at, the price? At two in the morning, it's pretty good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, two, three yeah. in the morning after, after like eight or nine shots. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> It's the it's the culinary culinary equivalent of the fat chick at the bar. <laughs> it's like this is what I got at the end of the night, huh? Yeah. So it's so it's open. <laughs> that and what Del Taco? But Del Taco, yeah. I'd rather have Del yeah. Taco than, than Wendy's. Yeah, but and Denny's. Del oh, Taco, yeah, Denny's, yeah. they close their lobby, and they yeah. don't always let you walk up to the drive-through. That's true. Yeah, that's that is one hundred percent. That's one hundred percent true. <laughs> like this is first world. I was problem. laughing, but it's true. Like <laughs> some will let you, some will let you walk up to the drive-through, and some will not. Yeah, I had that problem with the rallies once. Yeah, you like, got like, all no, rallies. All rallies is a walk-up restaurant. I was about to say, like, all rallies yeah. are walk-up. <laughs> and they close because they don't want people sitting there after a certain hour at night in South Central. And <laughs> then we went to the window. They're like, you can't be at the window. I'm like, well, can I go to that window? We're closed at that window. And I'm like, what? We're hungry. <laughs> <You know>? We're <laughs> hungry. <laughs> We're hungry. They're like, where's your car? Where's your car? Yeah. They find somebody with a car. Like, how the hell are two 12-year-old kids at 3 in the morning going to find somebody with a car and get in there just to get some rallies while they're stolen? Yeah. Like, the, the question isn't, why are 12-year-old kids walking around at 3 a.m.? <laughs> right, right. Well, uh, you know, the rallies is chat, what we're worried chat. about. In chat, uh, Tyre Claus says, what's up, Fantastic Forum? Have you guys watched the book of Boba Fett? Episode two came out today, and a character shows up that has taken directly from the comics, or was taken. And that's all fine and well. Oh. Um, I, I, I haven't seen no. it, oh. but I can imagine who oh. that might be. Lucky you. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Have yeah. fun. Unless you heard it's oh, amazing. Lucky. Oh, you haven't watched it either. No. Okay. I forgot well, it came out. Do, what, I've been let me busy. Ask you, look, since you guys haven't seen it, I just want to ask Joe a question to gauge his excitement after he watches this episode. Would you like Boba Fett to like spare a child Tusken Raider? No. Right. I, just on principle, right? But if that child Tusken Raider is your slaver and you have a chance to be free because there's this big giant lizard coming after it, you kill the lizard, break your chain, would you as Boba Fett still walk that ch child Tusken Raider back to the village? 
It's Disney's Boba Fett. Right. So, wait, so I, I know Boba, like, I know he's not, like, evil or anything. Like, he doesn't right. kill for, like, unnecessarily. He and he definitely has, family. like... How is he not a killer? What? He incinerated Luke's family? Yeah, when they find him? when when they find uh, Uncle Ben or whatever his name is, like he's yeah. all skeleton and burned. That was Boba Fett. Yeah, that's that was Boba Fett that did that. Yeah, that's what Vader's like. When next time he sees him, is like, hey, don't 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 be burning him up like that no more. Not this time. We need them alive. Yeah, that that was for work. Like, <laughs> that's different. He's not out there murdering for fun. Either way, but like, even as his a job as a scoundrel, he's opportunist at the very least, right? He's but that kid is not a is not a threat. But hold on, but a quick quick question. He's a slave. The kid is his slave handler. The 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 way you asked that question, is it that he could have just not done anything and the kid would have been killed by the giant lizard, or did he? Right. Or he, first of all, he could have. He, he wouldn't. He he wouldn't have to kill the kid at all. The lizard would have got him. Is what you're saying. He would he would have let the lizard get him and then kill the lizard after and leave. Right, so or it's not like he got to kill the child and leave, you know. Yeah, he didn't have to kill the child; he could just sit so back. It's, it's essentially it's dances with wolves, but dances with Tusken Raiders, which which <laughs> I hate because there's already a Star Wars story of a Jedi that does that, and that's what they're doing here, is that Jedi Outlander story, and you know, but they're doing it with the wrong character and a character that I don't perceive would do that, you know. And I think the show itself also suffers from the fact that all the badassery that we would have loved to see from a Boba Fett show, we got from the Mandalorian, including mm. the heart of gold thing, the scoundrel with the heart of gold thing. So there's nothing mm -hmm. for them to do. Also, Dave Filoni isn't working on this. It's just Favreau on himself. So he's the guy that gave us the live action Lion King. So, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so are we, are we disparaging... John Favreau? Like, I'm not disparaging. Like, oh. I'm, I'm a fan, um, and and, and I, that's why I was excited going into this. But he needs Filoni to be like, you know what? No, no, Filoni might it, not he, do that. No? When we're talking about when we're talking about Star Wars stuff, it's better with Filoni. I agree with thing. you on that. You've watched Dave Filoni's Star Wars stuff, where Dave is alone essentially, with no co-creator yeah. or no co-worker, mm -hmm. co no equal. And then you've watched. The stuff he did with John Favreau. Now you get to see John Favreau without Dave Filoni, and it's a different show. <laughs> no, I mean, I, hey, I won't disagree with you. I won't disagree with you. Also, too, I think that uh, you know, it's it. There is definitely something to be said about uh, like Boba Fett when he has his helmet on versus when he doesn't have his helmet on, <laughs> because you know, it's like my man. Can only do so much, <laughs> you know. And then, then you put a, the helmet on, and then the stunt guy gets to do it for him. He literally, <laughs> like, he dominated the kid's reptile dog. The reptile dog listens <laughs> to Boba Fett, and he still like just leaves, you know. Yeah, it, it all, and then at the end, his reward for <laughs> bringing the child back, he gets a glass of water, and he's thankful. That's a big deal. He's in a desert. He, man, he could have slaughtered that whole village for all that water. Get the fuck out of here. 
could also you think Boba, you think Boba Fett with no with no armor or weapons can take an entire village of Tuscan Raiders? If he can't do it without the armor, he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> that's that's, that's how Mandalorian Creed. Yeah, I I one hundred percent think that's not the case. <laughs> like, look, look, again, the, look, people look, make a big man, deal about the armor for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> listen, oh. listen, the the like friggin' Mando would be dead if he didn't have full Beskar armor. <laughs> we would have watched him die like three different times. Oh, Larry, that's a whole situation. Nah, because it's this these Boba Fett. You're, you 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 love it. You love it already. I mean, uh, Mando, I, I, think I love it. I, I'm saying that. you're wrong about lack of armor. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just talking about what Mandalorians do. I'm Mando not saying like, I didn't even. I didn't even get you on the show. Hmm. Let's see. Mando uh, went for years without the best scar, and he was fine. That's true. Wait, his wait. Uh, his original armor. Oh, he went years ago without yeah. it. Okay, I see what you're saying. But but look, he was probably just he was doing regular bounty hunting. He wasn't. Out here trying to yeah, topple oh, okay. empires. Tuscan Raiders little children. What? You're right. <laughs> like, he wasn't hunting little children. Listen, yeah. I feel like like you you say that. I feel like a Tuscan a Tuscan Raider ch- child could take you. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not a bounty hunter and I'm not like you know Vader's go to bounty hunter, you know? I'm not gonna I'm not willing to, to kill, burn somebody's uncle and aunt. Just because I'm mad, like, that, you're not gonna that burn. You're not gonna burn nobody without the armor. That's the whole point I make it. The armor has right. the flamethrower on it. You don't need. I'm not doing. You don't need it. The humidity is just right. You can start a fire like that, man. He's like just. He just had like a magnifying glass. He's like, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> a mirror. <laughs> that don't mean a mirror. <laughs> Plus, they got electronics uh, in there. Like they got a rug in there. Man, you could at least suffocate them with smoke. What's uh, What's Alfonso says, uh, Disney loves turn, turning bad guys into good guys. Corella's mom was killed by Dalmatians. Oh, that's I will say <laughs> these, these reimaginings have been really like they've been pretty good. And Cruella, in particular, was yeah. actually a really good movie. Like, Cruella, Cruella was Cruella like, implies that the, the Dalmatians that give birth to the 101 were brother and sister. Does that matter to dogs? No. That's how you get purebred. Like <laughs> your husky was probably like his <laughs> uncle daddy. I had an uncle daddy. You know. I was like, I can't do it, then the animals can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, Oz man. Do what you do, man. Love is love. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna pass a law against it. Oh, wait, it already happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tiger Claw says episode two was awesome. They were there's really cool action scenes. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. There I is. haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I'm gonna keep watching it, but it's not like it's Disney's Boba Fett. I, I put that this is in the category with the new movies. Yeah, if if. Oh, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that far. Like if you're talking about the, you're still not. Look. If you're talking about the sequel trilogy, it's like, dude. I mean, honestly, what what you're feeling is it's not as good as the Mandalorian, which I agree with you. If no, you're right. It's not, look, it's not as good as the Mandalorian. Look, Larry. I mean, Joe, Jay, please. You know, you know a little more about Boba Fett than I do from the other material. 
Like, we have enough stuff to do Boba Fett stuff well. Okay, so... I, I, I assume he, he could hear me, but he doesn't. Look, yeah, Larry, sorry. I... Larry, I know what you're going to say once you issue watch it. I know what you're going to... I know what you're going to do. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> so he I think, thinks he's going to jerk off. <laughs> All this to say, Larry, I know you haven't seen it, so you can't really speak on it, but I already know what you will say what? when you Why watch it. Why have I not seen it? You said you haven't seen it. I haven't seen episode two. I saw the first episode. Oh, I mean, you said you didn't watch it. I didn't. That's just what you wanted to hear. No, like, Tarek Law said, have you guys watched the book of Boba Fett? Uh, episode two came out. I mean, I, mean, I answered the first question in general. I've seen it. Oh well, he yeah. asked about episode two. I said I haven't seen episode two. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway, I, was, you mad at me because you misunderstood? I'm not I don't mad know at why. You. I don't I'm understand. Not at you. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at John Favreau. Okay, so what are <laughs> what, what are we rating the first episode of the book of all the? Books? I Hold give on. it. I give it five. I give it five tops of Jay's heads. Someone else is gonna chime in. Five domes. Uh -oh. Five, five, five milk like, duds. That looked like Uncle <laughs> in the house. Oh, that might set it on fire. Oh, jeez, man. <laughs> so, Dan Slot tweeted the second episode of the book of Boba Fett is more Star Wars than Star Wars. It is the yeah. Star Warsiest Star Wars of them all. If you cut it, it would bleed Star Wars, and then that blood would grow into a new Star Wars. <laughs> so Dan wow. Slot loved it, apparently. Yeah. Hey, wow. Look, here's the now, thing. Now Mo here's has to big... excommunicate no. Dan Slot. I, I already knew that about him. Because the day that Disney bought Marvel, he changed his profile picture to him wearing a Mickey hat. Like, he puts Larry's Mickey cock to shame. Wait, what? He's got a bigger what Mickey cock mean? than you. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what that means. You know what it I'm means. I'm just going to go on the record and say I don't think that you that's know. true. It is. He put his profile picture, he's like, like this with a Mickey hat. <laughs> Like he loves Disneyland. He's one of those weird adults that that buys a season pass and has no kids. <laughs> and he lives in New York. So weird. Yeah. You know, you know, you have a Disney park near him, huh? Right. Yeah. So, you you know, gotta get on a plane and, and, and travel. Look, there's nothing wrong with it. That's him. Do him. Just keep giving me good stories. You know, which you know he's <laughs> done for about the last ten years. So that, whatever it takes, man. You get you do whatever it takes. Now, Larry, you're not writing shit. You're not even making oh, videos dang. for his channel. So you have no... You, you need to stop dis watching dang. some of this Disney shit and, and, and make some content. Oh, jeez, oh, man. Mo's coming for my jugular. I'm like, wait, no. It's a, it's a new year. I, <laughs> I, like, I made a resolution to be more supportive of my friends. He out here abusing me like a like a Tuscan Raider child. Yeah. It's terrible, man. I'm out here getting yeah. tossed around by this yeah. lizard thing. I can't remember what the name of that of that animal is. I've seen it once before, I think. Mickey the lizard. That's what it is, Mo. 
But yeah, so that's the name of the okay. Mickey the Lizard. We should we should totally uh maybe maybe next week we could talk about Book of Boba Fett at length after we've seen a couple more episodes. episodes. Yeah. There it is. Achievement unlocked. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> Isn't there better Larry, stuff to talk about? Larry's Mickey Cock. <laughs> if we could just if we could just stop saying that. In fact, that that's best. the title of this episode. <laughs> Larry no, like I don't I don't like the way it, it just no no. You like to say rolls off the tongue. <laughs> it's the happiest place on earth. <laughs> it's shaped like the steeple of the magic castle. Oh no. Oh <laughs> the balls are the Mickey's ears. <laughs> It's a hidden Mickey. <laughs> it's a oh. hidden. <laughs> well, that's what you call it see, when you have see. a honeymoon at the at the Magic Castle. Well, the hidden Mickey. What I can say, what I can say is our comments is intact. <laughs> Comic book review. Uh, Comic book like review. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. All right. Let's get into it. You you all good to start with King Conan? Yeah. All right. Uh, King Conan, number one. It's uh, written by Jason Aaron, art by, uh, was it Mahmood? Was it yeah, Mahmood Asrar. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's basically uh, the story of Conan returning back to his kingdom that he abandoned and it's all in shambles Wait, uh, that you read the wrong king conan yeah you read the wrong oh. one did i yeah he's nowhere near he's not, he's he left his kingdom yeah that he it, didn't he, he come he had left it and he came back right no, he. I look. That may have been where he was sailing to, but he gets shipwrecked at at a random ass island that he had no idea where he is. He wasn't home. He was in a random island. Yeah, it, it, it's oh, it's, not, it, it's Conan's Odyssey. Got you. So wait. So no, I mean I read the right book because I'm looking at the picture, yeah. <laughs> but I must have been reading too quickly because I thought that that was supposed to be. The place where he came back to after he had abandoned the kingdom, but See, you read the book I, the same way. You read the book the same way I read Tiger Claw's comment, and just answered the <laughs> right question. I guess so. I guess so. But I mean, the book itself is primarily like, if I if I'm read the right book, it's it's primarily like a long, like action scene, like a long action fight, like after you get past the the first part, right? Huh. No, I'm saying the book is primarily the majority of the book is Conan basically fighting that wizard dude. I'm on Toth. Or Toth. The majority yeah. of the book is narration. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's a comic book, Joe, and no, it's a no, Conan it's, comic. It's also Conan. Like Conan is all. Yeah, the, that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like this is like while there's action happening, you also get commentary. <laughs> so you know, because that's what Conan does. The, like the the wizard is literally having a full on conversation with him, and Conan's side of the conversation is narration. Yeah, 
Yeah, because he's the strong like, Read my mind. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Mo, you, why don't you tell the people then about, about King Conan number one and what you thought of it? King Conan is uh, Conan's last stand at the edge of the world. That's how they're they're being uh, they're portraying this, and he's basically traveling back home, and he gets shipwrecked. And you know, it's just, he's never he's been shipwrecked before, but here he ends up. At, it, it's basically making the first they they're creating the first appearance of Tothamon and his rivalry with Conan here because it's something that. It, 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 whenever he's fought Tothamon in in original Conan lore, it's always from far away. Like he's fighting the minions and, and all that. They never fight one on one, and this is the f- more or less the first fight one on one. You know, uh, the Conan series gets uh, after Robert E. Howard died. Other people took over, and that there's a little weird shit there. Some of his shit doesn't work. I mean, at this point, Roy Thomas and the other dude, I get the ones that wrote the comics in the '60s. They're almost credited as creators at this point too, so it's um. There's a little bit of muddy waters when it comes to Conan lore because of that a little bit, but this is like supposed to be that first fight with them, and it's at this weird island where there's maggots in the ocean, <laughs> and when the sun goes down, the fucking the tide goes away instead of coming in more, and all the dead that have been on the island <laughs> come back. That's where Conan punches a vulture. He punches a vulture, yeah, that too. And uh, yeah, he fights Tothamon, and it's it's great Conan, (laughs) which is something I keep bringing up these Conan books because when the the I was skeptical when the uh, the rights went back to Marvel from Dark Horse, and you know. But here they're doing. They put a good team on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, the the fight, which you know, uh, you have to forgive me. I'm not a Conan aficionado. So, what's the name of the wizard? Toth Amon. Toth Amon. Or Amon Toth. One of them. It's, oh. it, it's he's named after two actual like Babylonian gods. But okay. But he, he, yeah. Amon. I don't know which. No. Yeah. I don't know which one comes first the f- off the top of my head. <laughs> That's fair. The 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 fight is epic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, like and and uh Mahmoud's art is crazy, man. It's just like it's really good. I have a little video like, here of like, him finishing the page where it shows how Conan became king. Oh, okay. And I'll play it for you. He did all these colors in the book were done by hand and in watercolor. So, I didn't know so that until I saw that video. It looks like a print. Yeah. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll play it again. And <laughs> there, you go. there you go. So, so, so he so literally he does the watercolor for each. Yeah. That, yeah, like, it must take a ridiculously long time to to do that. That video was shot in October. <laughs> so okay, I, I am not sure. You know, I, I'm actually I don't even have the copy of the book with me, but it, I'm 
I'm not sure if it's all done like that or just certain pages that he did because the mm. art it, it it's consistent, but it is mm-hmm. it does have its its little weirdness here and there. And I could tell where he kind of rushed, but a rushed Mamudasar mm-hmm. is better than people than well yeah. any four of us with you know a, after the oh. end of the world <laughs> with all the time. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. That. So, um, right, definitely better than most artists <laughs> with time. No, on it their is. Hands. But um, but yeah, like and, that scene itself. When I saw it, I'm like, man, this looks amazing. Like, you know, when you yeah. read Conan books or in you know prose stories, um, you imagine a lot of this shit. You know, like the the way that Robert E. Howard would write, he he would tell you about the grit on here, and then he'll probably say the sword ejaculating blood. You know, <laughs> shit like that. But and then that's what that looks like. The sword's ejaculating blood. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's good stuff, and and he really brought that shit. Like when I saw it, I, that that particular page in the digital copy on my iPad like looked really good with the colors and the you know the screen and everything, the size, everything. And it's, when I read on his post, I think it was yesterday, right as I was reading it, I was like, man, this shit was on watercolor, like. It fucking it, 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 like damn this book even that that gets a couple more points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I will say that you know, like at the point that this picture comes in the story, if I'm remembering correctly, like it, it's when Conan is having like basically his his life flash before his eyes because he feels like yeah. he might die, and so there's like an, a a few different. Like that's of course a splash page, and then there's other panels and like larger pictures that of other events that, like you know, flash before his eyes, and all those pictures are pretty amazing. Like it's some really like like it felt like some epic Conan moments, even though some of them I'm just like I don't know, like I don't know if that's something that has actually happened in Conan lore or not. But if it if it hasn't, I want to I want to read that story too. I don't. A lot of it hasn't, because a lot of uh, Conan stories are told uh, out of timeline, like out of order. Mm -hmm. They're all short stories, and they're all pretty much him recounting his life to you after he's uh, Mm -hmm. he's become king and he's bored of being king. So, and then some of these adventures, like this one, it's every now and then he gets tired of sitting on a throne. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna go conquer this city. Mm-hmm. And then he'll do, or somebody will come to him. It's like, you know, Queen of Aquilonia, can you, you know, there's a priest doing this shit with our children. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, and then he goes and fucks them up, you know. <laughs> and it turns out it's a portal to a fucking other dimension. And he shows up in Las Vegas trying to get the serpent's crown. In Las Vegas. Yeah. If you want that, there's a review of Fantastic Four in one shot of that series. Uh, you know. You gotta hit subscribe, like, hit the bell, or you can just go see yeah. it. Just give it a like, even if you don't like it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jay, what'd you think of King Conan? Gee, I wonder if my opinion <laughs> would be different than any of the other Conan books we've read, <laughs> viewed, where I said the exact same thing. Oh wait, yeah, it is different because now Conan is fucking with Shuma Gorath and they're changing his name for the movie 
So fuck Conan, fuck King Conan. That's that. <laughs> hey, that ain't King Conan's fault. They Don't have. Care. They have the right. They're choosing to do that for their own reasons. Like, Don't care. That story, look, that story you sent. Don't there's care. No, no they're, they're, you have to care. because I don't. I don't. They're doing it. They're changing Shumagorat's name because Conan has the trademark or the copyright or whatever it is. Yeah. So, yeah, so fuck Conan. But who, but who had the rights to Shumagorat? Conan did. No. If that was the case, then they couldn't have done that Avengers where they fight Shumagorath. No, that, that's what they're saying. Originally, Shumagorath was from Conan. I, I, I understand. I, I, I understand, Joe. Trust me, I do. They've been using it in perpetuity without any uh, litigation. Mm-hmm. So they can use it if they want to. They're choosing Right. Not- right. Yeah. Because of Conan. They're choosing not to because of Conan. That's Uh, the reason they're choosing not to. They have the rights to Conan. So I'm going to give this a one. You blame (laughs) Disney for that. You got to blame Disney for that, not Conan. No. All the blame goes to Conan. So you didn't like it? Like what was what was your you're like just for for those of us and myself that don't remember what you disliked about Conan books in the past what did what is it about the book you dislike? Um, the writing and the prose isn't doesn't really strike me. Um, the artwork was fine. Like it gets better towards the end. Like the scene with the dead bodies is like. Uh, really good. I like that. I liked. Um, the fight was fine. It kind of just drags on. Really? Wow. Damn, um, Jay. <laughs> yeah, but if you're a Conan fan, you'll love it because that's what it is. It's like Conan's not for me. I'm not a huge fan of Conan. Um, the prose hits me wrong. I will say this is a more modern take, so it doesn't bite as hard as like some of the older stuff or some of the more purist Conan writers who like really get that that uh, feel, that classic hard English, like the old-timey Joseph, what's his name, style of writing. Conrad, yeah. Joseph Conrad style of just so many goddamn words, like so poorly put <laughs> together. And it's just like so draining. It's like, it's like challenging you to keep reading. And <laughs> this one isn't as bad as that. So, you know, it's, it's, if you like Conan, you'll love it. Like if you like your Conan with the more modern flair, you'll love this. I don't love it. Um, I mean, I will say, I will say, there's like two parts of this book that I absolutely love. Uh, one is when Conan punches the buzzard, like. That's just phenomenal. I, I love that. 
And the second thing I love is it's after the book. Um, it's after they like do their little spiel and they're asking for like letters and stuff. And they say, Crom doesn't care, but we do. So send us your letters. <laughs> and that's awesome because Crom doesn't care. Like from everything I've heard about him, like he doesn't give a shit if you live or die. And so that's a good know, reference. This is how I know Joe loved the book. He's just mad about the Shumagora thing and having misplaced <laughs> anger because I read this book. And you know me, Larry, I don't read no back matter. It's like yeah. if they wanted me to read it, they put pictures on it, and Mamuda Sar would have drawn the fuck out of those panels, you know. <laughs> um, but I read every, I read the trademark information at the end, <laughs> you know. I wanted yeah. more. I wanted more. I was like, I didn't know this was printed in Canada. Canada, yeah, do it in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, Oz, what'd you think? I'm kind of mad at Marvel because all they need to do is add the hyphen and they're done. <laughs> That's how they've been using it in their books. They just hyphenate the Shumagorath and you know they're fine. Yeah. They don't have they don't have to pay anything. You know what it is? It's a Disney shit with occultism. That's what it is. So you're saying like Disney doesn't want to use it, but they're using Conan yeah. as an excuse? Yeah. Man, jeez, man. I tell you, okay. Yeah. Well, and here's the people, whoever that article that Joe said is using Conan as an excuse because there's no verified sources or anything to that. It's just supposition by the, the tweet, the Twitter verse, you know? Mm. Well, the article, it has two things it has, it tells us who has the trademark right. for Sumagara, which is the Conan people. And it tells us that the Shumagorath Lego set is not called Shumagorath. Right. Which, man, I tell you, I'm not a big Lego guy, but I might get the Shumagorath Lego set. Mm. It, what I can say is the new name is not good. Yeah. And that's how I know it's not like, because they would have thought of something better. Well, I, I'm surprised they didn't because you can say you can that's you can a change the name to something that sounds like oh is that what it is? Yeah. What is what 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 does a a tentacled monster submariner name that? Yeah. What is that? Gorgon? No, Gargantos. Yeah. Gargantos. He's like basically that. an octopus. Yeah. So that's probably look. You might not even get Shumagorath in the movie. You might get Gargantos, because that's another thing. Like Shumagorath is the one that lives beneath the sea and calls to you from the gates of Midian. You know what I mean? That's because as I Lovecraft shit. As I read the article that you sent us, it's like a random ass Twitter dude. It doesn't even have the check mark that they quote. Oh, the dude isn't even anybody. He's just a dude that likes Legos and noticed that the name's different. Yeah, that's it. Like you're, people are assuming it's Shumagorath, but you don't know if that's who it's supposed yeah, to be. It could be Gargantos. 
That it would ex- which explains why he would look so small in the the clip after No Way Home. It's Dark the uh, it's the new Mephisto. Yeah. <laughs> it's Gargantos all along, and the size the size fits. That's how he. That's the size he was in the movie. Yeah, look, turns out He Man was supposed to have Mephisto, but they didn't have the rights to it, so they just changed his name to Fisto. And that's how it got away with it. Uh, yeah, I just, okay. quick, quick, quote that I'll on. I'll just Twitter. say Joe actually loved King Conan number one. Let's, let's it go was ahead. good. It was fun. It was good. <laughs> Dude, the, the fool messes around and. Look, like, I'll take it. I'll take it. Leave the it at that. Push okay, don't I'll leave it at don't that. Push don't push for more. I, Leave it I, at that. I, okay, all right. Like I was all hoping right, this would be it. the one. Uh, this would be the one like Conan book that Joe would like because it's really just it's a Marvel book and they're creating their own stuff in their style with a good team. You know. Mm-hmm. Call me when they make Conan Conan Versal. Yeah. Oh, Conan Versal. That is, I think Robert E. Howard actually right. already did that. <laughs> but he didn't and call then, it Conan Versal. No. So well, there you go. And then they cross yeah, it over yeah. with the Sonya Versal. And then and all these Conan and the Sonyas are just like going at it. By crime. <laughs> 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 okay. Oz, what are you rating King Conan number one? Ah, four and a half, easy. Okay, I would have gone five, Jack. but I didn't. I don't like the Shimagora thing, so I agree with you. <laughs> you can have a point out for that. Jay, what are you rating King Conan? I'm gonna give it a four. It's the setup is interesting, like the fact that the seas are filled with maggots. Is like, I guess, because of all the dead people. But maggots don't normally swim, so it's like <laughs> when they were all up in his mouth, like it's yeah, I love it's that. some creepy shit. There's one panel where he's like, "Well, I'm hungry," and just grabs a handful and eats him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're full of protein. Yeah, they're all protein. Like the the ratio of protein per for calorie is like amazing like you, that you can see how if conan lived off of that that's how he got that big yeah <laughs> most magnum what would you rate king conan number one uh, easy five out of five i never thought i'd give a five out of five to a marvel conan book a modern marvel conan book but um here we are and uh it just keeps like getting better and better i, I got a i've been me i've gone back and i read more of the jason aaron stuff and th- this I think this is the last of it that he's working on the King Conan stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're doing more other stuff, but I think this is it, and that's why they're giving you something a little more original. And but I, I mean, I like the one where he came into the Marvel Universe. I haven't read Conan twenty ninety nine, but uh oh, I gotta check that out. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, Marvel does it has an interesting way of doing it, and you know. The Conan, the the history between Conan and 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 Marvel goes back to before before I was born for sure, and uh, mm-hmm. I can't wait. You know, I wanted to see if they reprint those old books. Yeah, 
That would be but, interesting. I wonder if it's on Marvel Unlimited. Well, uh, I backed the wrong horse. <laughs> sorry, <there>. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I backed the wrong horse for our Christmas present this year. Oh. I, you know, I got us all the DC Infinite, and um, I should have gotten Marvel Unlimited, but we've always been Marvel heavy, so I figured DC would be good. And then talking to Lloyd, he has both, and he said the Marvel Unlimited app sucks. Like, I believe it, it. doesn't. It doesn't resume where you leave. Like stuff that you put on your <laughs> list, it just it doesn't work. So I'm kind of glad I didn't do that after all. But I mean, yeah. if you just pick something out at random and read it, like it's fine. I don't care if the app doesn't. As long as I can doesn't crash while I'm reading it, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll see. I I'm gonna give uh, King Conan. Four and a half out of five, because it was pretty pretty amazing book. Uh, I, I honestly, I have to like to, for me at least. I thought that the action sequence for the fight, like the, the I mean, it, it literally goes on for pages and pages and pages, but it's really interesting. Like, which is yeah. something that you know, in, in my mind, it's like there's not a lot of artists that could pull off. I think a fight. For with just two characters, like page after page, and each one seems like really well, like composed and artistically is like great. Like I mean, I'm just like, it, it, like for me, I was like, there were points where I was like, man, like, what, what is, what's gonna happen next? And you know, like there was like, like the dude <laughs> does like the magic, and then Conan like tries to slice him and stuff, and then they go, no, he go, he. he takes him off the cliff, and then they go into the water, and he chops his hand off, then the shark bites his hand, like the hand that came off, but then the hand, like, gets reanimated with by magic, and I'm just like, yeah. dude, like, this fool freaking guys him gripped up with the hand that's not connected to him, and I'm just like, man, I'm like, this joint is pretty amazing right here, like, this is probably the most epic, <laughs> epic fight of 20, well, I guess this would be 2022 now, oh, no, no, it came yeah. out last year, so, like, I, like, this might be one of the most epic fights of 2021 because I was like, I didn't, I didn't read a lot of comics that had like that kind of composition that I was just like kind of blown away by. You know, so, some of them were really good, but you know, comic book fights, like, like well, even like I mean, sword and people script, huh? But even like sword and sorcery, like having a, a, a brawny yeah. dude fighting mm-hmm. a mage and the right. designs for them. You know, um, mm-hmm. just playing off each other too, because he's not like a fit dude. <laughs> you know, right, the, the... right. It's not like he's trying to overpower him physically. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty awesome, man. I thought it was really good, and I was shocked by because only is it a long fight scene, but then you know they do a good job with with pacing and breaking up the action. With you know, like I mentioned before, how there's a certain point where the where you know the mage gets the upper hand and Conan, his life flashes before his eyes, and so you have like some panels in there that are of some of Conan's like you know some of the moments in his life that he's like oh like that was awesome, <laughs> you know, and so it breaks up the action a little bit, which I thought was really cool and interesting, but it doesn't take away it, it doesn't take you out of the moment because you're basically like looking at Conan's life because you're like well he might die and then he you know. He he doesn't. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, he's narrating it to you. So. <laughs> Spoilers. 
So yeah, so but I just felt like I would it'd be remiss if I didn't mention that because I know personally I was like really really impressed by it, and you know, uh, it's it's definitely like I, I think the books we're checking out just to go see that paneling and and that composition there is something that people could take notes on. So, uh, you know what? Something else I wanted to mention that's not King Conan related, uh, but it related to something that came up. <laughs> Jay, you were talking about. Uh, like how the book is like daring you not to read it because <laughs> of all the the uh, mm -hmm. exposition. Yeah, well, and it's, it's funny. Poorly the exposition is put together. Oh, got you, got you. Like, I how don't know, there's something together. about that 20, 1920s style of writing that just does not agree with me. It's, it's just interesting to hear you say it just because um, I've been reading the Walking Dead Deluxe Edition. Uh, you know, I've been buying them since they came out, but I'm just getting around to like actually starting to read them again. And you know, mm -hmm. it's The Walking Dead, but reprinted in color. But at the end, you have um, the cut. They have the cutting room floor, and it's literally Robert Kirkman showing you like a, a of the plot for each issue and it's like basically like back matter that discusses how what he originally plotted out for the issue and how it's different from what actually ended up getting printed and oh, that's cool one, yeah dude it's super cool. it's almost worth buying the book by itself because it's literally like you know like it's it's robert kirkman like talking walking dead like as almost like a retro, well, as a retrospective, it's not almost, it is a retrospective because, you know, the book's over, right? <laughs> and so he's talking about it issue by issue and what he was like, what he remembers about things at the time. And like, you know, it was really interesting him, like like in there he talks about how um, he wasn't sure if the book was gonna make it past six issues. But he was just like talking about how, you know, this is what I was doing and trying to make sure that I put into the book story wise, because it's like, as far as I know, this might be the only six, the only six issues I get to put out. <laughs> and so how that informed his storytelling versus after he realized, okay, the book gonna stick around for a little bit, or we're gonna at least be here for like 12 issues, <laughs> you know? Mm. And so that's interesting. But one of the things that, what made me think about that was one of the, in one of those back matter joints, one of those cutting room floor, he talks about how Todd McFarlane's philosophy in regards to writing comics is he always wanted to make the first few pages uh, like like exposition heavy because the readers were getting more uh, or he thought readers would get more for their money if there's like a, a lot of text in the first few pages as opposed to like just pictures and how and and he was talking about how like you know when i was writing like before when he gave me that before then i like almost always start my books off with like big splash pages and big art pieces and he was he said that to me and so like walking dead was kind of like the first book where i decided well, let me try like this style and he's like, and he's like i guess the rest is history you know what i'm saying <laughs> where he's like he started did he did 
these scripts that had like some a lot more like con conversational kind of stuff and it worked for him but it was just it's really interesting because it's like it's it's i mean we look we think of kirkman as who he is now and you know the amount of success he's had in comics but you know like he he's very candid as to like what his mindset was then versus now and things that he would that he did then that he would actually never do now and like what he thought was a mistake and what he you know he's like if i had thought about it i would have done it differently and to, you know it's, it's literally going issue by issue and so it's a pretty it's it's pretty interesting so you know i mean obviously the walking dead is an amazing book in and of its own like on its own right but uh you know like i like reading the actual story is like a joy in and of itself, like re especially going back because it's been so long since I read it. It's almost like reading it new, <laughs> but getting to that back matter, that back matter portion of it is amazing stuff too. And, and they do, it's interesting because they do uh, old letters. And so you have like letters from those issues and sometimes oh, they cool. do new letters. Yeah. And new letters as well from people that might be reading it right now. Uh, not, not, they kind of switch back and forth depending. So it's like some, some, Sometimes you have like the letter hacks from, you know, back when the books first came out and sometimes you get brand new ones. So that's interesting too. Uh, it's, it's funny you say that, like that McFarlane told them to do it that way. Cause now going back to um, mm -hmm. jumping into the like, Spawn's universe and, mm -hmm. and all the new Spawn, like mm -hmm. it just sucks you yeah. in too, where it's like, uh, you're, you're hyped by the time you get to the end. It's like, it's all, the fun shit <laughs> yeah well you know see but i will say this i personally yeah. like having like the the break i took from spawn i'm finding it really hard to get into it again with yeah. those first pages like you're absolutely right like by the time you get past those and get to the end it's usually great but yeah. i like that I, and it was so funny because i was you know obviously we were reading like we read the spawn books before i had read what Kirkman was, you know, his, yeah. his comments or his story about Tom McFarlane. And after he, I read that, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Because I know, like, I'm reading some of these new Spawn books. And I'm like, has Spawn always been like this? And I'm like, <laughs> I went back. And I'm like, yeah, Spawn has been like this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, this is what, like, you know, it was just, like, writing with. Like, you mm -hmm. know, like, on page, like, what, four, you're going to get the news cycle, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's yep. it's the formula at this point for Spawn. But. It, it worked, you know. You got to find the formula is always there. Like you know, people talk about the Beatles and how great they were, but there's a dude uh, Donovan before them, and he kind of like, well, they did. They followed the formula, but they just made it their own, and that's kind of mm -hmm. what Kirkman did. Is like he, he was given the formula, the key. He just made it with his voice, and mm -hmm. the for he hid the formula in <laughs> what he gave you. And mm -hmm. that's kind of where these spawn dudes, the, the the people handling spawn, are using the formula. They're not hiding it as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, I, I'm I'm a dude that loves a formula. Like I know, mm -hmm. I know, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild too to think like Todd McFarlane was definitely ahead of his time in regards to those pundits back then. Because you know, it's like yeah. it, it was that was one. Of found really interesting in reading Spawn now, like you said, you have like the page with the news people and their commentary. And it was interesting to see it now versus back then, because you can see 
how it's been informed yeah. by you know but like he, the stuff that has been happening more recently in regards to well, to news he pundits. That from, he stole that from Frank Miller. Did he? Yeah, because Frank Miller had that in uh, in the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, but that's different, though, right? Then, it's a little different, it? but again, you take the formula and okay. you, you, you hide that. it, you know? I hear you. I hear yeah. you. I guess you're right. Like, yeah. It was like that. I mean, it was different because they were talking to the Joker, the reformed Joker, but that's an yeah. expositionary tool still. It's still just an expositionary right. tool, you know? And, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, so you just hit it, you know, you just took that and hit it. And the, I, look, now I want to over, man. This is why, man. Don't watch this show. Go watch cartoonist kayfabe, man. That that's a better show, because they'll break that. I'm sure they probably broke that down too. Like they'll overlay these pages like that, and you, you never heard of that show? Like? You like I that? Don't, I'm out. The the was it the Grand Design X Men Grand Design? Oh yeah, yeah. That's his. He has a show where he just breaks down oh, yeah? all these comics like that. I've never oh, watched it. Okay. It's too long. They're like three hours long. Who wants to watch all that? But, <laughs> but, uh, but, but I, I watched the short, out. like the short shit they do, and it's, it's they, they good shit. Okay, cool. Yeah. They're actually qualified get... to talk about comics. <laughs> I think that we're qualified way. <laughs> the Special Olympics of comics. There it is. What do you all want to talk about next? Robins or Batgirls? Let's talk about Batgirls. Okay. Y'all cool with that? Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. Jay, why don't you break down Batgirls for us? Okay. Um, Hold on, Mike. Ah, Stupid computer. Oh, okay. So oh, you you're trying to write everything on paper. Say again? You got to write everything on paper, man. No, I, you know, my, my bar was coming up. I was going to splash screen. Uh. Yay, splash screen. Uh, so Batgirls, number one, is uh, the uh, Oracle's Lair has been hacked. Uh, they were framed for bombing, uh, bombing, what is what's it, like a watchtower? Oh, my brain's broken yes. right now. But okay. yeah, they're framed for bombing it. Uh, so they're on the run from Seer. Uh, they're trying to lay low, reestablish cons, and then go after Seer. And so this is, issue one is them moving into a new place and trying to lay low while reestablishing their network. And of course and they're so, bad girls, so they can't stay low. Like whenever they see crime, they have to fight it. <laughs> they're like each draws with his hand. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm totally behind on all the fierce state stuff. So I don't know who Seer is at all. Do you all know Seer? I I, 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 I saw the character in the book, but I don't know who that is. She's new. In Uh in Fear State, she just hacked the uh, the Oracle network, took it over, and 
you know, Oracle had to had to destroy it, like self-destruct everything because the, you know you couldn't trust anything coming out of the network because apparently this is a really good hacker. But it's not like we know the identity or the origins of the character. We just know of the character, and I'm guessing these books are going to explore more into who this character is. Okay. Okay, and I and that is the the character at the beginning of the book, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Like I I know like I I did notice that like okay they tried to establish that she's like really bright, right from the beginning, but in like a relatable kind of way. <laughs> so I'm like okay, there she is. Okay. <laughs> She didn't look like that in Fear State, but that that may no, have been no. a, hol- a holographic projection. Oh, okay. Like that's her her mom's basement look. <laughs> that's how she got to be a good hacker. <laughs> I looked like that. So, so uh, what what were your initial thoughts? On this book, like what you, Oz, what did you think of it initially, like on, upon reading? Uh, I didn't like it. Okay. It, uh, too, what didn't you like about it? Too slice of lifey, mm-hmm. like um, Sex in the City ish, except instead of sex, <laughs> I guess fighting in the city. Or fights in the city. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just didn't. Like I couldn't get into it. <laughs> it throws that wall of text at you, too. That and Conan, when Conan does it, it moves the story forward. You feel like you're going somewhere, even though there's a lot of reading you got to get through. Mm-hmm. This one, it's just like I, I. It's just like two teenage girls complaining about life. It. <laughs> I, and I are they are they teenage though? I, I assume they were. They're old. not. That, that's the they're thing. Not, they're, okay. not. Okay. <laughs> they're at least at least twenties. I don't know how old they're supposed to be now. They're but no, they're they're not teenagers anymore. They they and they've all they they've been through some stuff, yeah. and but they're written like they're teenagers. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're supposed to be teenagers. I I thought they were more grown up at this point. And now they can't be teenagers. But I, I do feel where you're coming from, Oz. Like, I know for me, like, I, I didn't get, it, I definitely got the slice of life kind of thing. I didn't get the Sex in the City vibe, but at the same time, I've never seen Sex in the City, so uh, how yeah, would I know, neither. right? Me neither. But, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I binge watched like five episodes look, last night. Look, when, when you hear there's a TV show called Sex in the City starring four women, you're going to catch an episode. Just, you, hey, it's no judgment. I'm just saying I just, don't know. Don't, I wa- don't watch it in syndication on Channel Nine. You're not gonna watch. It. <laughs> but but what I did feel was like it gave it gave me like a very this book gave me a very sitcommy kind of vibe, and and I was not a fan of that at all. Like it it like it like every ass like I almost could hear like well, the laugh track, you know. And I'm just like, oh, but it's not good though. Like you know the laugh track when it's like. Nothing funny happened, and you're like, ugh. The recorded one? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I do have a question since Oz didn't like it, like that aspect of it. And Jay, I assume you love that aspect of it. Um, 
Larry, you didn't like it, and I—I I mean, I'm not gonna say I, I loved it or hate it yet, but I do have a question, and just a quick round robin. The I watched it. I, I mean, I read this after uh, Robin's number one. Larry, did you do that too? I did. Okay, uh, Joe, did you do that? Yes. Okay, and Oz, did you do that? Yeah, for a specific reason. Okay. And uh, I think that, for me, that had something to do um, uh, with how I felt about this book. But, Larry, go ahead. Continue with your review of this. No, I mean, that that's a fair point. Like, I could totally see how that could make a difference. <laughs> but I don't see not a big still, difference. But <laughs> yeah, no, not a big difference. No, yeah, <laughs> not a big difference. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So Jay, what did you think of Batgirls? Uh, I liked it. Like, I thought it was interesting. The uh, like, I'm sure the graffiti is going to come up. I want to know what's going on with the workers. Um. I I guess I've been prepared for this book. Um, you know, it was announced ages ago, and they talked about the age appropriateness of it, and so I was mm. ready for that. But yeah. but I mean, do you feel like and and this is the thing for me too, where and you know, by no means am I a. Uh, a huge like fan of these particular characters like i can't you know i don't want to try to say or purport mm -hmm. like you know i i'm the person that's like a, an or have a speak with authority on what these characters should act like but i've read a lot of batman comics with some of these characters in it and i feel like nobody in this book acts like how they're supposed to act except maybe maybe spoiler a little bit like she's the closest but everybody acts weird am i am i wrong in that a uh, spoiler is skewing a little young i think mm -hmm. like she is the most carefree yeah uh of the bad girls but she does seem to be skewing a little young uh, orphan, I didn't see an issue with her. Um, yeah, I, I didn't see an issue with her. She's gone through a lot of um, development. <laughs> Even, you know, talking back, you know, you go back to, um, what's the one, the No Man's Land, when she came out first, you know? Mm -hmm. And then through yeah. that, like, she's gone through a lot to even, like, just having her say sentences to convey what she wants but in mm -hmm. like pretty much a grunt i think i'm okay with you know and not again mm -hmm. i'm like like you said larry i'm not like a fan but i followed mm -hmm. her enough in reading batman yeah. books specifically pre-52 books uh and i'm not mm -hmm. new 52 but pre-52 um mm -hmm. and then uh to, to kind of you know see what why this would be where she would be at to a certain degree, yeah. You know, but I guess, not, I guess it's not, it could have been done better, but you know, yeah, that, that's you know, I, I, far, I feel like, and as far as Babs, um, yeah, 
she always switch like writers are always switching her a little bit. So yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, she is written inconsistently. Like she, they, no one ever goes like too far, but sometimes she'll be a little more carefree. Sometimes she'll be like super serious. Uh, this is yeah. kind of like a mix between the two. Um, mm -hmm. so she's not so far out of character that it's like that it feels wrong. But again, mm -hmm. like if you've only read certain arcs or if you've only read her written by certain people, like mm -hmm. I can see you thinking that she's off. Yeah. And you know, I, I guess I guess for me, I'm just like it I understand that it's been a time since the last time I was reading her regularly, because I feel like the 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 point I was reading her regularly was Detective. Um, and that's like, you know, like Detective Comics with, you know, like when you had like Batwoman kind of uh, having the Bat family as like its own kind of its own little self-contained kind of team. And, you know, she was a part of that. And I feel like, you know, she was using sentences then, but definitely not in the same way she's doing it in this book. And you know, it just yeah, it feels it feels like a different a different character to me. Oh, orphan. Yeah. No, she she talks like you look at her back back in the day, even like uh, in Robin when she used to show up, like she was speaking mm -hmm. in full sentences. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying she doesn't talk. I'm just saying like the way she's talking in this. It feels different to me, but it might just be what she's saying. Well, she's also <laughs> yeah. not, you know, that's it. again when you think of it from a sitcommy thing, like yeah. just getting to the point because she doesn't like the situation she's in, mm -hmm. hence yeah. the comedy, you know. So, um, and, and that's that's the Becky. Comedy. Well, that's uh, <laughs> what's her name, uh, Mr. Clooney? Becky Cloonan's attempt uh, at sitcommy humor. Oh, uh, the the, the co-writer. I don't know. I don't name. remember who the co-writer is. I don't remember. It's uh, Clinton uh. and fuck. I don't even have that shit on me either. <laughs> I, I left. Give me a shot. I was finishing yeah, the Witcher up, up until like ten minutes before the show. <laughs> uh, and I still didn't uh, get to finish it because my camera was all wonky, so I was setting that up. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I didn't even Oz, get to enjoy the final episode. Oh, I'm sorry, friend. <laughs> Oz, why did they move in together? Oh, the the well, the clock tower that we discussed got blown up. Was Barbara's clock tower? Okay, but we're, we're they living, living there? Or the it, it, it was like their home base. I think the. Um, I think spoiler and Cassandra might have been living there. I don't. Okay, I don't remember. Okay. I know Barbara definitely uses it. She practically lives there too. Mm -hmm. She she's inconsistent too. There in uh, Batgirl, she had an apartment, but then mm -hmm. sometimes her apartment is at the clock tower. So <laughs> it, it it depends on who writes who writes yeah, it. Yeah. I, I do know that it did get blown up and that's why they need a, a new 
base of operations and they're moving in together, I guess. Sounds right. Makes sense. Let's go with that. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, how did you all feel about the art? Moses, what did you think of the art in this book? Um, oh, and it's Michael Conrad. Yeah, that's I don't know if that's too slow or too uh, small for you to see, but he was the other writer. He like worked on Doom Patrol. He worked and, on uh, everything he she worked on. Bizarre Adventures. Yeah, uh, she. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's you know nepotism at its finest. At this point, the more I read their their co-written books together, I'm like, dude, he's, 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 I said that last time. I forgot what book we reviewed that he might be dead weight, man. I don't know if uh, <laughs> I think he's writing he's more Yeah, and you know, <laughs> like I, I don't know, man. Like I, I've read stuff that she wrote by herself and had somebody else draw. I prefer mm -hmm. the stuff that she writes and draws herself. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the shit. I like. Look, I got. Tattoos that she drew, <laughs> you know. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a fan, and yeah, once, once, like, I know the whole story. There's a whole web comic of their romance, like, I know it, I know it all. <laughs> they went to high school <laughs> together, he went off to become a barber, she went off to date the dude from Cut Thunder Keith. She always had a crush on him, they were friends for a long time, and then now he's like, Okay, I want to write comics, I'll date you, yeah, <laughs> and uh. Yeah, no, and that, that's that's how what it looks like. Like she, yeah, she even, yeah, I, she stopped. Look again, he's he's holding her back. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> she used to post a lot more artwork, <laughs> like on her the socials, and now it's not as much. And you know, she used to do these things on October where she would draw one thing every day, and then sell you mm -hmm. the book of it, and it was all done in ink, and it was either a tarot set or something. And I'd buy those every year because it's mm. fucking good art for 10 bucks, you know? Right. And then it would come printed and bound and everything. And, mm -hmm. every, you know, ever since this dude, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't know, man. I what don't I'm know. hearing is we got to, we got to break them up. So her, I, look, her, I'm not saying that, like, look, love is beautiful. Right if she's in love and she's yeah. happy with that, then making, <clears throat> you know, subpar comics. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, Becky Clunan, you want an Eisner on your own with like a proper collaborator, not a hanger on, you know? Dang, wow. And, a hanger on. Uh, yeah, I, I it's just it's just you know, six months after they're dating, after she's been in love with him her whole life, <laughs> he, he I don't know the story, I don't know the full story of like what happened or didn't happen. Why it took so long to get them together for 15 years or whatever. But all of a sudden, <laughs> six months after they're together, he's writing comics. It's like, I don't like that. Like, if I'm watching a, a, a romantic comedy and that's the case, I don't like this guy. You know? You he'd, be played by, he'd be played by Timothy Oliphant in the biopic. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, so so the art. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't judge the art properly. Yeah. I like the art. 
I prefer okay. her drawing it. it. It's good if she's just yeah. purpose. It has it. It makes the graffiti. Unfortunately, it makes the graffiti stuff get muddy because the style itself is graffiti style in a sense. And right. you know, comic art right. in itself is pop art. But when your mm-hmm. main story point has to do with a, a little hidden graffiti thing that's gonna come forward, yeah. you gotta tone that shit back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, everybody read Vertigo. Everybody knows that shit. You know, like Vertigo did that shit. Like they would tone down the art. They would get super crude to show you something super like hyper detailed. You know, right, right. Um, For the contrast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Oz? What do you think of the art? I I agree. It's it's too poppy. It it works for the book, except when it doesn't, like you guys said. Mm-hmm. Um, what I mean when Mo asked if uh, which book I read first, I said I read the Robins first for a reason. I've been seeing pages for this book at the at the back of my comics for a while now, and I have not been mm-hmm. looking forward to it. To bad girls. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of yeah, well, knew I, I knew what I was gonna get with this book, and then you guys said that's what we were doing, and I was like, oh god, now I have to read it. Well, I I honestly like the the solicits for it, and I actually had high hopes for it. I, I really thought it was gonna be. Uh, you also had like, high hopes I, for Omicron. Wait, what? <laughs> what does that mean? You, you, you always use the worst shit ever. You're, you're like, oh, I'm optimistic about it. Uh, no, I mean, you know, I just, it's like, I feel like I didn't know what the premise of the book was going to be because I hadn't kept up with the characters and I didn't look at any solicits. I was just looking at like the, the creative teams and I'm just like, oh, the creative team. And so I'm just like, okay, well, you know, and then I saw, you know, the I think the cover has, um, you know, Orphan and spo- Spoiler on the cover. And I'm like, oh, this might be cool, you know. But yeah, I, I I can tell you like personally, I just I'm just not feeling it. Like there's just all, all these like little different things. Like I mean, there were some there were some points of it that I kind of liked. Like I you know there was a like, but that's like the things I liked about it are so tiny that it's just like that's how you know like the book itself wasn't good because it's like what like from one of the things for me where I was like oh that was cool was a. Uh, they had like the the point where Orphan was saying like, "Oh, I had I, I thought of you in my head," and she was saying, "You know, keep a low profile." And they do like the little echo effect in the word bubbles, like "keep a low profile, profile, profile." And I was like, "Oh, that's cool," <laughs> but that was like, I thought it was cool just because I was like, "Oh, I can like the way like I, I mean, I guess that's a lettering thing, right?" Because it's like well, the way a paneling thing bubbles. too, right? Because like they drew her and they redrew her or cut and paste. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But the way they set up that panel, it's like yeah. the picture kind of echoed itself too. Not yeah, that was yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's like the way, like, because they almost did like a, a fading out. They almost ghosted the yeah. image. And then yeah, with the word bubble, they actually did like do like a little kind of ripply kind of bubble thing that made it so that it's like okay, it's it's. We know, like, I read it, and it wasn't like I was like, oh, are they doing the echo thing? It's I, I heard it in my head as I read it. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, that's, like, really cool. Because I was like, it it felt very intuitive. 
And it's yeah, like, I, it, I feel like I've, I've had other things try to do that before. And I had to like, kind of think about it a little bit. It, it's cool until you realize you get to the point where you realize that that was a setup for a joke that just doesn't hit. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and, and that's the thing. Like that's, and that's what it boils down to. It's like, it was one of the few things I think that actually worked in the book for me. And so that's why I was like, Oh, imagine that. Like, there it is. Like, here's like, here's something that I can be positive about. <laughs> But everything else, see, you know, like another thing was like, there was another point where they did. There you go. Thank you, Jay. Uh, there was another point where they did, um, you know, they talk about the TV. And, you know, like, like literally, I think spoiler asked, hey, is that like square thing over there? A TV? Like, because she's, I guess, you know, I think like she's never seen like a, a, a like a tube television. And the, there's a point, like a panel of her turning on the television and the the sound effect i was like oh that's that's a great sound effect like that's exactly what that sounds like when one of those old tvs like changes channels like it was like i i, I you know like i like it's it and it made me wonder i'm like if you're like a kid that actually hasn't ever seen one of those tvs like you like in my when i read that i could hear that sound in my head and I was like, man, they've never heard that sound. I don't even know if they're they're gonna be like, why is it making that noise? <laughs> like, you know, like like there could totally be like a twenty a twenty year old reading this comic and just be like, why is it that you know, see that see that thing right there? What is that? Could that? And it's like you know, but I can I can hear that like what that noise actually sounds like in my head because I've experienced it, and I'm like, I'm sure somebody's gonna be like, why is that noise there? Not. My favorite part is when uh, Stephanie asked for nudes. <laughs> she asked for nudes? Yeah, but it's a cup of nudes. Oh. Gotcha. It's literally on your screen. <laughs> I, I like, you're right. It is right there. I was like, nudes? I was like, what? Yeah. But anyway. Okay. Um, this book Let's, itself, like, yeah. Uh, you know. I gave my weird review about it, but as a whole, it just doesn't do nothing really happens. Like, yeah, I get they're in this weird transitional pay stage. Look, that transitional stage, this is where I wouldn't mind a little uh, a one day time jump. I don't need to see them unpacking. I don't need to see them, you know. I, or, or show me the fight with the thugs. Well, the thing is, they showed it to you the start in a flashback, a flashback to two seconds ago, and then they didn't show you the fight, you know. And you know, I guess through exposition, they explained to you how it went down. That's that's fine. Again, that works for TV, which is the feel that this has, and it, it, it's fine. But but in TV, shit has to happen, yeah, to get you to watch episode two, you know, yeah. It's you know, especially when it comes to sitcoms. The sitcoms is constantly um uh a setups and punchline setups and punchline setups and punchline, and then the whole show is a setup to a final punchline, and then you want to watch the second episode. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's this, not, this pacing for this book, if that's what they were trying to do, the pacing for it wasn't set up. And when you think of like a twenty-two page book, twenty-four page book, it's primed for that type of format <laughs> yeah i've read a three yeah, stooges it, comic book where you think oh three stooges comic book, how's that gonna work and it works perfectly fine because it's a 22 
a minute short with three sketches, <laughs> you know? And that's what yeah. the book does. It's a 24-page book with three different weird Three Stooges stories. Can I ask another question? Like, you know, and, and you know, Oz, I think you hit the nail on the head or you're like, you know, they, they set up all these things and it just don't pay off. Like, you, Jay, you showed the picture earlier, the scooters, and, you know, it's just like, okay, we don't know. <laughs> just no to the scooters. You know, and I know it's supposed to be a silly thing, but it just feel like it's like, oh, wow, look at this. Or, you know, it doesn't make me laugh. But then they find a car or they, you know, take the car and they're come talking about names for the car. What, what, the Bondo thing? Like, is that? Oh, you Bondo. know what that is? Bondo yeah. is what you use to fix dents that you can't. Yeah, it's like a, a, like kind of like a, like how you patch holes with dry with plaster for your drywall. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that okay. for a car. You can just yeah. it's like putty that you can sand down once it's dry. Yeah, it's plaster so, for okay. your car. You put it on and then you sand it to shape it to whatever. Yeah. Okay, you I like, actually create. Y'all like, know, like I'm not a handy guy, so I don't know yeah. anything about that. So, but why would that's you call a car that? That's why your dad would have left you a Krypton. Because half that car was was probably just Bondo that was painted over. Yeah, they do that when you buy a car that falls apart after you buy it. Like they just make it look good, and then when you like smash it, everything just chips off. Oh, jeez, like, that's cool. In the front was probably just like. Sculpted through Bondo. Yeah. I don't know, man. I was just sitting here reading that and I was like, I don't like they get so excited about Bondo. And I'm just like, I don't know. I well, don't it know was supposed to be a joke because they're they're like start off with B names that make no sense. Like, why would you call it Bilbo? Or Boba? It, like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Book. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm like all of it. I'm just like. They shouldn't even be driving that car that they stole that is probably registered to somebody and can be tracked. Yeah. They didn't send off the I, engine I, block. I don't know, man. I was just like... I, yeah. I, like, the messed up part was, you know, sometimes I read books like this and I'm just like, oh, maybe it's just me. And this is like 100%. I was like, oh, it's definitely not me. This is just not... It's not I knew it wasn't you. I <laughs> no, you I... <laughs> so anyway, okay, we should rate this book. Uh, oh my god, I just Jay, realized it actually says sad trombone when they show the screen. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was the best yeah. part of that. No, so I wish it, it's not. I had drawn this book. Yeah, which is funny because if you read her web comics on Tumblr, um, like she'll do shit like that, like. The way she letters her own stuff with the sad trombone. It's almost like halfway between an American comic and a manga, where mm -hmm. you know how manga like they say sigh when they sigh, mm -hmm. you know? It's it's mm -hmm. like that. And and she this is what this is kind of going for with her sensibilities. Mm -hmm. But Michael Conrad just ruined it. I look I'm I'm gonna agree with you. <laughs> it's definitely He's a the reason it says Bondo. <laughs> exactly listen. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to talk to her and tell her to break up with him. No, no, no. Love is good. It's just, comics don't have to be good. She like she can fall in love with a dude that knows how to make comics better. You know, I think <laughs> I think when writing this, he somebody was talking about Bondo and he's like, Oh, that's a funny word. Bondo. Bondo. 
Hey Becky, I got an idea. And now the pillow talk. You know, I was thinking of calling the car Bondo. Why Bondo? Like that doesn't make any sense. It has nothing to do with bats or anything. Well, no, but you know, when you fix the car and you do this and that. Okay, somebody'll get it. Mm. So, uh, Jay, what are you rating Batgirls number one? I'm giving it a four. All right, I, I liked it. I like the art, or like the, um, like I like the setup. I like what's happening. Um, I like seeing these characters together. Like, it might be just a me thing, like, but Stephanie, uh, Orphan, and Babs together, like, just, yeah, it's something I want to read and keep reading. That's fair. Uh, Oz? What would you rate Batgirls number one? Two. Uh, Art-wise, it, it's fine. Um, it's a yeah. I was gonna call it rushed looking, but I, I can see where you're coming from with the the graffiti style, yeah. which, like you said, also affects a plot point in the book, like mm-hmm. like ruins it. So yeah, it's it's fine to look at check it out it you know jay says well it, it's these three characters in a book together i would argue that it's it's one and a half of those characters in the book together and i don't know who the hell the other characters are they don't <laughs> act like the characters that i know and love mm-hmm. so yeah too it's all it's off my pull list okay uh moses magnum what would you rate Batgirls? if they would have started with just the fight with those robot dudes at the end and then flashback to this stuff, this book would have been a four. I like the art, even though it does drown out the, the whole subplot with the graffiti. But I did like the art. Even like the scene with the with with the 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 scooters, like that scene was like that texture on the alley with the scooters and the shading it is on point. It's good work. You know? Mm-hmm. The story flow. It, it it doesn't it add anything to the plot, so it, it's just there for no reason, just to look pretty, you know. Mm-hmm. But if it's a flashback on, on everything, and then you know, had they gone the Conan route, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and you know, I, I mean, look, we're about to talk about Robin's number one. Robin's number one literally just started with a big fight, and then said why we're all together, and it was all talking, and was brilliant. Five out of five, <laughs> you know, but. We'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, so it's a two from me as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm also going to give Batgirls, number one, a two. Because, yeah. I don't know, man. It It is trying to do something, and it just fails at it on just about every level to be. It, it's not like it's, uh, like, I, I, I guess you got to give it credit because I, I see what it was trying to do. I just don't think it did it well, so. Yeah, two. All right, let's talk about Robins, number one. Uh, Oz, why don't you tell us about Robins, number one, man? 
Robins number one is supposed to be a book where the Robins get together to have some conversation for some reason that makes no absolutely no sense uh, <laughs> about why they became Robin. I don't know what the hell they're trying to hash out in this. And um, fortunately, that gets interrupted by something cool. You said unfortunately or fortunately? No, fortunately, because oh, okay. The, like I'm sitting there reading that part. I'm like, why? Why? What? What the hell are you guys? Like, what is the end goal of this conversation? What are you guys trying to hash out? As mm-hmm. Damien already had this discussion with all you, all you people. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I. That yeah, that, that's it. It, it. It's a it's a short story. One of six. Apparently, the uh, the winner of the DC Round Robin Award. I have no idea what the hell that is. I think they, I think they just put on the cover. That the cover is Robins, and they thought, oh, it's a it's a Round Robin winner. I wonder if it's a contest to tell Robin stories. Maybe. I don't know. I I don't know. At at this, I don't know, man. Right. I don't know why you guys made me read this piece of crap. This is you love you love Robins. I do. Now tell me a story about Robins. Yeah, yeah whatever the yeah. hell this was. <laughs> so it, it it does like you know Mo had mentioned that it does begin with. Well, I guess technically it begins with a a, a scene of a baby bird falling out of a nest, which I don't know why that happened, but because it's a robin. <laughs> and the no, the, villain, the, the, villain, the villain uh claims to be a robin that was rejected. Yeah. So I don't know. I, it yeah. looked it looked it looked like a Jokerized Carrie Kelly to me. I have no and yeah. this is one of the things that that pisses me off when they uh they they try to create a new character, but they have to relate it to existing characters. So mm-hmm. it, unless it's like her, like it's a delusion. She thinks she, she was a Robin or it's uh she's like a dark universe Robin. Cause she does look mm-hmm. jokerized. Mm-hmm. Then, then maybe, but still, I, I hate it when you do that. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it, it's a cool, the character herself, in just a little we see of her seems interesting mm-hmm. and i hope that they can write her good enough to overcome that crutch that they've already given her that she she was apparently the first robin mm-hmm. so yeah to grayson's face real quick um the round robin was a uh, dc put out a bunch of story ideas and fans were allowed to vote on which one would become a six-issue miniseries. Um, The the, uh, final four, which happened in April, uh, was between uh, Green Lantern's Underworld on Fire by Cena Grace and V. Kim Marion, uh, Robins with Tim Seeley and Baltimore Rivas, Blue Beetle Graduation Day by Josh Truillo and Adrian Gutierrez, and Suicide Squad 7 by Rex Ogle and Diogenes Neves. 
Yeah, so, those three books sound way more interesting. Well, you should have <laughs> voted. Honestly, if if I knew about it, I would have voted for this book anyway because I would have just seen, oh, it's got Nightwing and Red Hood and Damien, like, right. And, and I, I can only. Co- she's not on the cover. Oh, she is. I see. Okay, yeah, she's. Little <laughs> tiny spoiler in the corner. Yeah, look, minimal can, minimal spoilers ahead. I can only come so 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 many times. Can I ask a quick? Like, I I don't remember. Was was uh, was spoiler actually a Batgirl? Was she Batgirl? She, well, she was yes. Robin and Batgirl. No, yeah, I, know she was, she, I know she was Robin. I don't remember if she was Batgirl. You didn't know she was Batgirl? That's when yeah. the remember. purple outfit came out. It's she was she was a Robin for a while. She, I mean, yeah, nah, she was, I she was a Batgirl for a while. She was a Batgirl longer than she was a Robin. But you like you you're not counting like the War Games stuff, right? Like that doesn't count anymore. War Games, she was still Robin, right? Robin. But that's why she was so close because she died. Yeah, but when she comes back, she's she's Batgirl. But when did she come back? Like years later, right? No, it wasn't that. She wasn't dead for that long. She was okay. not dead for that long. So, so where, what, what, In like fact, she I was Batgirl when Barbara was Oracle? Yeah. In okay. fact, her spoiler outfit is uh, her old Batgirl outfit with, you know, just a COVID mask and a hood. <laughs> okay. Okay. But yeah, it's that purple, <laughs> that purple down the sides with the purple bat signal. I'm sure if I saw it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. It's, but yeah, I don't like, I don't like how they stop. Like, well, War Games doesn't count in this story because it's uh, it's oh you were suspended. That's why, and then you were for this many weeks. It's like no, it was this many because you were suspended for this many. But it's like she was that many because she died. <laughs> yeah, mm. she was fired before she died. War Game happened after no, but, she was fired, but it wasn't after the suspension either. Like she was just fired. Oh, well, it was. She was suspended during her tenure, and but she still and kept the costume and then died, being an illegitimate Robin. Damn it! <laughs> I can't. You know what? I I can't say that I really remember that Batgirl. <laughs> you choose not to. Yeah, which is okay. I mean, look, that's we, not we really doing it. a lot for me. Okay. Because you were mad that she was there as Batgirl when it happened. Oh, okay. No, nah, I mean, makes sense. I'm just like, what's she doing? Why is she Batgirl? So, so yeah, so she gets I to think, be in Robins and in Batgirls. I think she was Batgirl before Cassandra Kane. I think Cassandra took it next, right? Yeah. No, it was definitely before Cassandra Kane. Wait, Batgirl before Cassandra Kane? Before Orphan? No, she was after. Yeah, because that Cassandra Kane was? was Batgirl during during No Man's Land. Stephanie Brown was just a twinkle in her daddy's eye during No Man's Land. Really? She was okay. like eight years old during No Man's Land. But they were right next to each other. Like one succeeded the the other. Nah, man. I think there's more time in it. There's more time in between. 
I'm telling you, I like her that. resurrection from when she died has got to be a five year thing. Like, I feel like she was resurrected after like 52 or some shit, you know? Hmm. Okay. And I think there was a, yeah, I mean, not uh, of any note, but a Black Lantern Stephanie Brown, like just a, a little Easter egg in the back. Yeah. <laughs> So, Mo, but, but I'm not. I don't. I'm not a DC dude, so I, I can't like say for certain. Well, but any, I just feel yeah. anyway. I, I feel like the only reason she's in this Robin's book was so that people don't think that the villain was Stephanie. Oh, really? I mean, look, not a lot of people remember that Stephanie was a was a Robin because it was that short. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I said not that many people. Yeah, yeah. You are not that many people in the DC universe remember she was a Robin. <laughs> so, Mo, what did you think of this book of Robins? I enjoyed it a lot, and uh, you know, it, it just right off the bat, it, there's this weird fight with these uh, ideology-driven terrorist types, and it, it they the design's cool. I can't like hoods with anarchy signs. Like yeah, it works. The red color, the the motivations. They give you enough in dialogue of these people to see their motivations and see that they're not really all that organized. And then you just have a succession of how each Robin would handle <laughs> this particular situation. <laughs> doom, 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 doom. And then it all comes back down to the Batman training. You know, mm-hmm. perfect setup. This could have been an ash can. This could have been a free comic book day. Perfectly well crafted story about how Robins interact with each other, deal with a similar situation, and there's no denial that they were all trained by Batman. I wouldn't say perfectly crafted because it, it, whatever it does good, it then ruins by trying to be funny. Like that, <laughs> the way you describe that opening, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. And then the password scene happens, and that's dumb. But again, it's like, like there's better ways to do that. Th- look, there might might or might not be, but the thing is, they use a Batman like institution, a Batman I- ideology, you know, which mm-hmm. is like it's from straight out of Detective Comics twenty seven. The driving force of why Batman wears fucking cape and cowl is what gets them where they need to be, like that for story purposes. That's fucking perfect. Could have been done better. It could have been done better if you're making cinema or 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 you're trying to do something. But you're you're making fucking comic books. You know, it works. It's the thing is the whole thing is a MacGuffin to just get you to to get you to want to see them talk to each other at breakfast. You know, and, and then, that's the thing. The Batgirls did the same thing. They're trying to get you to see them eat nudes. And it, the whole time you're dreading, like you're you're working hard to keep reading. And here it's like, okay, this is where we're at now. I, I want to see this. I saw their interaction there with the mask. I want to see their interaction without in this new. Uh, I guess this is part of the fear state shit too. Um, I want to see them here. You know, they give you a little bit of, of the villain enough pepper throughout, and then they bookend it. They give you at the beginning. They give you at the end. They give you that action scene, comedy action scene, which really, like, when you have that that many different type of Robins with different types of personalities, and I, look, I'm not a Robin dude uh, by any means, 
But you know, if you put them in a movie together, one of them or two of them are going to be the funny ones. You know that. And if you do that, you do the, the kitchen scene, and then you show the villain fully, boom, perfect number one book. See that they get back to the apartment bugs me again. The the air conditioning thing, that was dumb. Uh no no even mention of, of bite wing, like just completely forgotten. Who's bite wing? That's Grayson's new dog. Got three oh, legs. Again, he's probably off there somewhere. They haven't even dealt with him. Like, it, 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 if that was it, that or if if the dog was in it, it wouldn't make it a better book. If the air conditioning was fixed, it wouldn't make it a better book. Fixed. That's the, Grayson's a billionaire. Dude has air again, conditioning. Again, he has it or he doesn't. Doesn't change the story at all. I think it does. He, it's no. Not, it changes the, the, the man bun on Grayson changes the story in my eyes. The, the man bun was so terrible, and that what that's actually. If you have long hair and, and it's hot, your air conditioning is. But it doesn't face. feel like what he would do. You never had long hair. I've had long that's hair. Not, that's not what I would. That's do. not true. But you put in a ponytail. <laughs> it's not a man bun. You know, if you would have done a ponytail, okay. it, 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 you if, if your hair, if your hair is short on the side and you have long hair, it turns into a band bun, whether you want it or not. <laughs> if he had a ponytail and it looked exactly the same, I, mean, I would say, well, at least it's a ponytail. I would over You'd be mad about that. Yeah, straight up, man that You'd be mad about it because of the air conditioning. Like you're uh, actually uh, going out of your way to find things you don't like about this book, and none of those are story uh, uh, affecting. Well, the story affecting part is the uh, the rot, the villain. Like, yeah, the, whole, uh, the whole motivations of the villain. I don't. I hate that. I hate when you do that. Uh, I, I, I just hope that she that. That villain is delusional and completely wrong, and turns out just a crazy person. I, I will have to say that I agree with Oz in the sense that, or at least in, I agree with the sentiment he has in regards to the the reveal of the villain at the end. Because there was a part of me that was like, "Hmm," but there's another part of me that's more like, "Ugh," where it's just like it just feels like, you know, it's like. Ooh, it's a little, it's a little too tropish, I guess. But if she's like, the first turn novel, out she like theoretically should be at least as old as Grayson, right? But she I looks think. like a kid. Yeah, but you know, she's a woman, so that happens sometimes. It could be like so, syndrome. I will say also too, like just from, like I was feeling like the art in this book is not bad. Um, however. I much more enjoyed watching what he did. Oh, well, actually, I'm not even sure if it's a he or she, but what they did um, in when when everybody was in costume, like in the fight scene, and then when we get to the kitchen table and all the robins are around the the table talking. I don't know. It's like everybody just looks weird to me. Like the only only I feel like the only one that looked like kind of what they're supposed to look like was maybe Damien. But I and you know maybe Tim, but I don't know. People, everybody was looking a little off for some reason. That's part of the problem with this, uh, with the Batgirls too, where it's like that's Stephanie Brown. It's like okay, I knew it was her from one to the other. You can't tell it's the same person, you know. Mm -hmm. And I don't yeah. know. 
and you know, part of these problems could be editorial problems. I mean, you're doing this, some of these things, and and you gotta you gotta have some sort of synergy or or through line, you know, in yeah. these comics, and that that's part of it. I mean, the, like the age of the villain or the tropiness of the villain. Like, I mean, it's DC, man. We've read a lot of <laughs> labor DC mm-hmm. books, you know. DC is actually like a little bit underrated right now. They've been putting out good shit that nobody's really talking about. Yeah, I would agree with that. They they are putting out good stuff that people are that's flying under the radar for sure. Uh, I don't know that if this book this book I don't know if I would put this book in that category, but you know there's some moments of it I did like. Like honestly, I did I I do feel like the characterization in this book as well is a little off, except for Damien. Like Damien, I liked, and I felt like Damien was at like or at least maybe I should say that version of Damien is a, a version of Damien that I personally enjoy reading. Uh, I know he doesn't always act like that, but in this book, like just the way that he basically was like, listen, I was born to be Robin, literally, <laughs> you know, and like puts everybody like just, well, he's just like, know he's that... be Batman, but Robin is a stepping stone. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, right. He's like, I see Robin as this and that's what it's for. Yeah. And I was born to do that until I become Batman. And it's like, yeah, that, that's kind of And he cool. belittles all the other ones as he's saying that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that I, was a part of the book that I really did enjoy. Um, the other thing that I found strange, though, was, well, I guess I shouldn't say strange. What I will say is it was, a, it was I was a little taken aback when I realized that they were like, oh, this is like, um, this has to do with like the first villains that all of us ever fought, and I'm just like, are there like DC fans or Robin fans out there that know like the first villain that Robin fought? Like each Robin fought like this. Did anybody know that before this book? Because <laughs> I was just like, because they're saying these names, and I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are, and they were like, oh man, that was that's such and such, and he was this, and I'm I'm looking at these like. Like they're they're showing me pictures, and give me the names of the characters and the names of like their their real names and their villain names. I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are. Like, do you did, did any of you recognize any of these people? Like any of the the I names did. or anything? you didn't? Okay, I'm not a Robin. I, I was wondering why Dalzum was on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> and I just I just thought it was an interesting direction, or at least the way that they kind of like put it out there as if like you know oh this is gonna be like it, it i mean i guess i'm not trying to say that they were making it like a reveal because they obviously i think they will they put a little bit of they put effort into trying to make sure people understood who it is they were looking at and why you know why it was what the connection was so i think they understood that the audience wouldn't be like making that connection on its own but at the same time it's kind of like like what are we even like it doesn't feel weighty, and I guess that's the thing. Like I felt like they're trying to make it seem like it was going to be like a little bit of a weight to that story, and it's just like, why do I even care who the first person that Robin got to beat up was? Like, like, none, like I'm like, what happened to all these villains? Like, are they were they? I, for, like, if, if as far as I'm concerned, it's like I don't. They could all be made up, you know. <laughs> like I don't know if that's like that. If you actually go back to the comic. Is that the first villain that any of these guys actually fought? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I'll take your word for it, I guess, right? So, so 
what I can say mm -hmm. uh, doesn't actually pertain to this issue. Okay. <laughs> but uh, when they do describe the scenario, like I don't, I don't remember the guy, but I definitely remember the scenario of Tim losing his mom and his dad getting paralyzed. Like okay. that was a thing that happened. So I might not remember the guy, but I do remember that that was one of the first things that happened when he became Robin. Okay. Okay, so the scenario sounds right. Yeah. Okay. We just don't know if like that guy was the actual guy that was there for it. I'm sure it was, but I don't remember him. Yeah. Like... Like, I don't see them using the same scenario, but putting a different guy in it. Like, that right. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. It makes about as much sense as putting the actual guy in it. <laughs> it's like, remember this random dude? I'm like, nah. <laughs> I will say, I, I actually do like what they're doing. Like, bringing these, okay. like, villains here and... You know, when you keep going and you, like, analyze, like, in the next issue, they actually analyze the situation and they mm -hmm. basically go through, like, Batman's files mm -hmm. and, the, and you see, like, his notes of the incidents that happen. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting to me, like, to just see these Robins in this perspective. But then I like that again about the story time where, you know, they're each talking about like how they became Robin or the situation mm -hmm. surrounding it. Just the examination of Robin, I think is interesting. I agree with you. I think the examination of Robin and what it means to them from the from the different perspectives is an interesting thing. I just, you know, it's one of those things where I just it, it doesn't necessarily feel like it was done effectively. Like it, it's like it's almost like they needed uh, help from like Bendis to have that conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, or something like that. Like. Like that they only put twenty-two pages, Larry. <laughs> De deconstruct the entire kitchen table. Like you know? it would have been the whole no. kitchen table, no fight at the beginning. <laughs> so we we got to start wrapping up, but just a quick question: mm -hmm. uh, Looking at this Robin, this one that's causing all this, is anybody getting like any uh, magpie vibes? I don't know what magpie means. No. Okay. Well, yeah. Just me. What character's magpie? What character's magpie? Oh. I, I, she's a thief. Um, she's basically got some head trauma, like split personality. She steals shiny things. Yeah. She also that's has a, light hair. Uh, light so, hair? Yeah, she does. Oh, well, I mean, look, based on what Jay's saying, like, it very well could be 
her. No, absolutely. Yeah, that that look, Jay, Jay cracked the case. It's her. And she's she's mentally unstable and she yeah. thinks she's a Robin, but she's not. Well, I'm thinking like her daughter. Why would her daughter think she's a Robin? Look, it could be just a random ass orb fin that Batman decided not to take in, you know, and feel slighted. <laughs> like I, I, I that's that's what I've been assuming the whole time. That's why I'm like, I roll with it. Like, okay, she was found in a position like everybody else, but he didn't take her, you know. Mm. And you know, he only takes dudes for the most part, but you know. She looks like the Witcher after he takes a potion. So does so <laughs> does the other one just with black hair. She even has the mascara running. Like, yeah. She looks like the Witcher if he sang in My Chemical Romance, is what she looks like. <laughs> I think this is a, a Jokerized Robin. Oh, that, I mean, do, do, Carrie it Kelly, if it's not, if it's not Stephanie, it's Carrie Kelly. Yeah. From a different from a different universe. The middle of the, or like the, one of those laughing, the Batman who laughs Robins. Mm-hmm. That's what she kind of the vibe I kind of got from it too, but with a redesign a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it could be that. I like, honestly, for me, it'd be interesting if it was like a kid that thought, like, okay, this should happen. And I'm going to be a Robin and then feel so rejected. And then sees all these other Robins flourish for a few years. Yeah. <laughs> like to that's even like what she said. This is for the boys that didn't let us into the club, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's yeah. That's what I went with. Well, let's do some ratings. Jay, what would you rate Robin's number one? I would give it a three. Okay. Cool. I, I uh, like it. Okay. Okay. It gets better though. Uh, like I would give issue two like a four. Wait, issue two is already? Yeah. yeah, I think they're three. Oh, nobody told me that. You know, nobody told me that either. Oh, well, they're at three. Wait, thank you so, for not telling me that. So, do they tell you more about the villain? Um, in two, no. Um, oh, then I'm out. Mostly, it's the files. Uh, Batman's thoughts <laughs> on uh, the different Robins. Okay, well then I'm going to give it a two and a half because <laughs> I didn't like it. The only reason I want to read it is just to find out about this villain, see how they try okay. to try to crowbar her into the either the existing mythos or maybe maybe like like Mo said, she's just a, somebody that was rejected and mm-hmm. is sore about it. I'm going to skip issue two because I already know the history of all these Robins. So <laughs> not, not the new history. But I know all about the nude history. You you know the history, but you don't know their perspective on the history. Uh, that's I, I think I do. I think, because <laughs> I, think I do. I was like, <laughs> I think like a Robin. Red Hood and the Outlaws was was Red Hood. Like all he did was talk about his time as a Robin. Gotcha. Uh, actually, issue three comes out next week. But isn't this Red Hood like 
like didn't they retcon that Red Hood and the Outlaws out already? It depends on which Red Hood and the Outlaws. Because I think, well, I say Red Hood and the Outlaws, but then they did. I think it was just called the Outlaws. Yeah. So so that's the that thing. Yeah. Like, no, I read that one too. But and those so we, are. That's where you get the swords in Magic. It's all different universe though. Isn't it? This is all after Doomsday Clock or some shit. Who knows? I think. Uh, so, Oz, what would you? What would you I, honestly, you I don't know if Wally West is alive or dead because he was both <laughs> in Heroes in Crisis. Like, who? How? Ted Cord and Blue Beetle have a team up book now. I don't know what's happening anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Two and a half. I just want to find Most out about this villain and be done with it. I'd give it a three and a half, four. Uh, closer to three and a half, maybe three point seven five. The art is the only part, you know, it was good in parts and not good in others. Mm-hmm. But the book itself, I mean, this sucked me in. I, I never gave a fuck about Robin's books, you know. <laughs> so the fact that they got me one read with all of them, and and I'm willing to read a second one, that's that's an achievement. There you go. Uh, I would give it a uh, a three. It's not bad. There's definitely some enjoyable parts. And I very well might read the second issue because I'm not as good as Oz in knowing the inner workings of all the Robins. So that sounds when interesting. When he reads issue two, he'll know he's not either. I, I'm not. <laughs> I already, there's nothing that they said on that table that I didn't already know. That's why you need your shit. There you go. There you go. So. All right. I guess it's time to get out of here. Let us do it. Jay, give me some final thoughts, man. Um, It feels like you keep getting older and then just random shit will start hurting for no fucking reason. Okay. Starting the new year off with a bang. <laughs> Oz, final thoughts. Uh, any of you watching me unveil my package, do you uh, <laughs> probably wondering why I haven't done a Fallout loot crate in a while? And uh, that's because they haven't sent me one. So I just want to get this message out because I've kind of been in the collector's community and they're about three boxes behind yet i was just billed yesterday so if wow. you're thinking of getting a subscription they will not send you anything but keep billing you uh so keep that in mind i'll keep you updated when it when and if i get something and by the way i'm still getting emails for advertising for for upcoming boxes that seem to have cool stuff but you know they're three boxes that's six months behind and they're still billing me so you know i'll keep you updated most magnum final thoughts uh, i don't know what to say man thank you for joining us in the new year uh hope you enjoy what we've given you and we're gonna give you more shit I'm still getting through all the shit I bought at Comic-Con. So expect those in one shot, but you're only going to get them if you 
hit, you know, hit subscribe, like, and hit the bell. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. So until then, we're out.